Reading from the Antya Lila of Chaitanya Bhagavad Chapter 2. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dwaita Chandra Jai Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dwaita Chandra Jai Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Bhagavate Vasudevaya Hena Mate Prabhu Tattva Kahite Kahite Uttariya Asi Ati Sara Nagarite as the Lord revealed the truth in this way, they came to the village of Ati Sara. Om Ajnana Timarandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Taksurunmulatam Yena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Sayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati sa padantikam vanchakalpa turubhyascha kripa sindhu bhayevacha patitanam pavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Sivas Adi Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Well, again, so much gratitude that you're um, all coming for the class in the fifth canto, Srila Prabhupada in a purport, when Narada Muni asks Lord Brahma, you're so powerful, but how can you be God if you're performing austerities? Who is God? And Lord Brahma becomes so enthusiastic because he asked a question that would allow him to speak about Krishna. So he said, you know, Vasudeva para Vasudeva Paroveda, Vasudeva Tapoyoga, Vasudeva. He, 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 and Prabhupada in the purport said the basic missionary principle is the joy, I'm paraphrasing, is the joy one gets, is the gratitude one feels when someone asks him to, to speak about Krishna. That's the basic missionary principle. So I'm all grateful that you're all here. And uh, we're continuing Lord Chaitanya's journey. And I could say, isn't it exciting to follow the journey of the Supreme Lord? And he's on his way to Puri and he left. And there's a few associates that came. We, we made that point before that coming to the Dom is coming 
to a place in the mood that I am the object of someone else's desires, which is the subject of those desires is Krishna. But when you come with many followers, they're in the mood that they're the object of your desire. So you don't want that consciousness when you're coming to the Dom. So don't come in a, an entourage. And then a few of his closest, closest associates, whether they were elder or whether they were his friends, Brahmananda Bharati, Nityananda, his close associate and his, his close friends, Mukunda and Gadadhar, and he's on his way to the Dom. And he checks back and he says, I hope you didn't bring anything. I hope you didn't bring anything. Because one thing as a sannyasi, the whole purpose of sannyas, the whole purpose is to experience God's mercy by his maintenance and protection. When you don't make an endeavor for that yourself. That was the traditional sannyas. You, you go out in the forest with nothing. And what happens? You're maintained, you're protected. I always mention that in India, there's actually a culture among Brahmins that they're not afraid of snakes. And I've seen this, or sadhus, that they're not afraid of snakes. And it, twice I was there when a snake came and the sadhu said, sadhu deke. The, the, the sadhu, the snake saw a sadhu. God's in everyone's heart. I've seen that. It's interesting. I've seen that. I remember I was taking bath in the Jamuna, and then uh, somehow or other, I never saw this before, a snake appeared. And I started running out of the water. And it becomes a little comical because when you're trying to run in water <laughs> and there was a sadhu, right by the shore with a, just his copans and a big shiny belly and a big beard. And he was laughing. He said, Sadhu Deke, Sadhu Deke. So it's, it, it, it's to learn that actual dependence. And that's why preaching Krishna consciousness is such a healthy activity. Book distribution is such a healthy activity. You know, because you go out there and you have no power. You're, if someone's trying to sell a book to someone, you have no position, no power. You have to depend on God completely. And that's why a sannyasi travels and goes to different places and <clears throat> with nothing. And, and then you, you begin to watch, ah, how God is actually the controller. Anytime you follow Dharma, you, you follow this perspective because Dharma does not necessarily follow your experience, what's good for you. And then you see what is the principle that when you do what's right, the best will happen. I say I really try to, to live by this principle at least, to try to do what's right rather than what's apparently material, materially advantageous. I've really tried to do this. And I, I've had opportunities where I could have taken the material advantage by revealing certain information, but it wouldn't be right. 
And then what happens is you actually learn to see God's hand and you better learn to see God's hand because one day God is going to take away everything external to your soul. <laughs> and you're going to have to see God. So we practice seeing God now by, by doing what's right. And by and, and, and in, in bhakti, by following the order of guru, then we put ourselves in situations that are, are, are beyond our control or the service of Krishna. And, 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 and you see that. So Lord Chaitanya, we're going to go to the Dham. You know, th this is the way to go. This is the way to go. And, you know, I always, I, I remember this one, one time, I, I, I never had a place in Vrindavan. So I, I was in Giriraj Swami's place. I was in Satsrup Marja's place. I was in Bori Jan Prabhu's place. But I never had a place myself, and, and I didn't endeavor for one. So I was staying in, in, in the room on Brajabihari's Bihari's house, which was uh, Bori Jan's place. Sometimes I, I got that place to stay. And I got a knock on the door, and it was this Indian Grihasta, he was kind of stately. And he said, please come to my temple. I've told this story, but not all of you heard it. Please come to my temple. He said, my family has a temple. I, I want you to come for lunch. I've heard of you. I don't know. He said, Padmanabha Goswami mentioned you or something. I don't know. So I went and I saw his temple. It was a family temple. And then I saw this picture on the wall that to this day, in, it, it sticks in my mind. Those of you who come to Vrindavan, we can go to that temple and see this picture. It's, it's a, 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 an Indian member of parliament, probably during the British day, you know, like Nehru's suit, and really, with perfect Gaudiya Vaishnav Tilak, with his bead bag, the red fort of the parliament building is behind, and right behind him is his gold and silver relief Rolls Royce. But when he would come, and it, 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 his grandson was telling him, when he would come to Vrindavan, he would wear no shoes, and he would do, you are an ocean of mercy. Oh. He would do madhukari, madhukari, to do like a bee. And what is a bee? A bee takes a little here, a little here, a little here, a little here. So what, what, is, what, 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 what do sadhus in Vrindavan do? They, they walk around Govardhan. I've seen this. I once was, I was once the producer of a film on Govardhan. I had a friend who won some kind of Emmy Award, a devotee, for spiritual films. And, and, he, and he won the award before they had any spiritual films. It wasn't, but it wasn't, he wasn't that good, but he won this award. So I had him come and, and let's do Govardhan because Govardhan is, is such an interesting place. If you get into it, the, the, all these little sadhu towns and the people doing Dandavat Parikram around. 
So I had one person there in, in, in uh, Govindakund, no, Jatipura, which is right by Govindakund. And his family was feeding sadhus for at least five generations. And the women in the house, they would make the rotis in the morning and maybe a little cutty or you know, a little yogurt sauce with spices. And, and then sadhus would come to their house and say, Radhe, Radhe, and they would give them two rotis. And that way they would walk all, all around Govardhan. And when they come back, they wouldn't have to, they wouldn't have to go to the kitchen, they wouldn't have to wash pots. They would just eat their rotis. And if they had a little, little tiffin, they may get a little something else. Or maybe a piece of gore, jaggery. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, you guys said like, uh, you know, Saturday you may go to the city. I'm speaking to the host here, right? So and Leela said, yeah, we'll, we'll stock you with food. But then I was thinking to myself, you know, I'm, I'm really chanting a lot. And the day is really tight. I don't really have time. <laughs> I don't have time for that. Uh, I'll just eat fruits and go macro bars <laughs> or <was> something. <laughs> but I saw they don't, they, 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 it's, it, it's such a nice system. I had a few people I know that do this and they go around. Of course, when I go to the guy's house and I say, Rade, Rade, I, he invites me upstairs. We sit down. I, who I bring, they'll bring us full prashadam. And, but this member of parliament, he, he would, when in Vrindavan, he would do Madhukari. Madhukari, dependent. You know, let's see what Krishna gives. And then when I'm, when I, I had about two minutes to, to look at the verse. And then I was looking at some of the things they were saying and I was going, oh my God, I'm not a sannyasi. I got packed up food here. My, my chocolates in the, <laughs> people bring me chocolates. I got them stacked here. And oh my God, what kind of sannyasi am I? Oh my God, what, what, you know, what, what, what it really was in those days. And, but then, then my intelligence, I said, rationalization is intelligence to service of the false ego. Just as I was beating myself, it came to, but you actually, the way you lived, who lived like you in Vrindavan, you didn't get a house and you stayed and you depended on Krishna. And like, <laughs> so anyway, the Lord revealed this truth. He, he liked that they didn't bring anything. And we know even, when Lord Chaitanya had a serve, uh, when Sanatan Goswami left the government office, he was very upset with his assistant because he, the assistant, um, the assistant brought some gold coins and he called it death knell because of course people could steal and things like that and they'll kill you for your money and you're traveling. And then when, when, when Sanat Goswami saw Lord Chaitanya and he saw his, his shawl, 
he saw that Lord Chaitanya was not happy. And it was, someone told me this because I, ha I have an eccentric friend that lives in Nepal. Of course, he's British. <laughs> uh oh, I hope there's no, I gotta look at the thing. Is anybody from the UK here? I just insulted. And he collects charters. And there's a particular, it had some kind of name. Tish, Tish, I've got some kind of name, some type of charter. You can take the charter, the wool charter, and you can fit it through a ring. It's like the highest end charter. And he was crying to me that he sold it. I think for five or $10,000. He sold the charter to a sannyasi. <laughs> what is? See, he's, he's a grass. He sold the charter, and but then he was telling me about it because he's the kind of guy that knows all these things. So he told him that was the charter that Sanatana Goswami had, and that's why Lord Chaitanya was so upset. It was like the, the highest quality. Charter. So this kind of dependence, you know, the mood of Lord Chaitanya, the traditional sannyasi, so he's happy about that. In that village, Atisar lived one most fortunate saintly person named Sriyananda. So this is, a, this is actually, I, I've seen this, and I think it's very important. When, when people have the mood of opening their houses to Vaishnavas. It doesn't matter where they live, they will come. That's how it all started up, up, up over here with Sachi Sutta. In those days, Hudson and Stuyvesant Falls were like the end of the world. You know, but Sachi Sutta and Kaili Lita, you know, even before they had that, in, the barn was renovated, they, you know, they invited me, open their house. They, they moved out of their bedroom and give it to the Maharaj. And th then what happens is, is somehow the sadhus come. Because it's, it's not material. It's called the transcendental system. Your heart is connected with others' hearts through the supersoul. And the supersoul makes all kinds of arrangements to connect people based on their desires. That, that's actually, in one sense, the transcendental system, that's connection with guru. You know, you're in your heart and you want the truth, and then God makes arrangement, the, the appropriate arrangement. This is how the transcendental system works. So you, uh, you open, and, and that opening of the, the, it says, especially for Grihasta, the opening of their house and that generosity, it, it creates a, generosity within the family and the children. It creates a generosity. And the opposite, when someone is grihamedi, protective and like that, it creates another type of mentality. That's there in the Jaiva Dharma. In the, the, the story of, of, of uh, I think it's one of the villages and uh, there was a story where a greedy person, everybody was Vaishnavas and opening their house to the other Vaishnavas. They didn't want to feed them. 
And then they went out on pilgrimage and their children locked them out of the house and stole all their riches. And it was that point was made there. And that, that's also actually the point, and this is also there in that same section in Jai Bhadharma, I think the point was, is that's how you advance by your community. If you're a Kanishta, but you're associating with Madhyam, then it'll rise you to Madhyam. And I think in terms of myself introducing people to Krishna consciousness, one of my main strategies is to, is to create communities. And I've seen that even I, I've had people give up Krishna consciousness, but they're still within the community. <laughs> One disciple, he, he kind of became an atheist. But he's still in the community. I'm not going to say who. And occasionally he'll discuss it with me and we'll have fun debates. It's just, but that can Okay. Does anyone remember that last point? You it's all about making, about, okay. All about making community. Okay, so I, I, I'm not gonna, we'll go on. You have to be detached, but thank you all for kind of hanging with us here in our moment of crisis. Oh, you know, it, it's funny, I was going and it, it's not just the, the last point I had, but when you feel connected, what happens is, is the whole class is like in your mind and all the points are just lined up and you're just ready to, but we'll go on. Uh, oh, now I remember the points. How blip, and and this was such a good point. This is this is the most important point. In the Bhagavatam, there's a verse that says "Dharmasya yapavargasya." That Dharma leads to liberation, and the commentaries say, "How does Dharma lead to liberation?" Because if you follow Dharma, within that will be opening your house to sadhu. <laughs> and, and, and it's dharma. It, this is written in India. So, you know, it, it may be impersonalist. It may be personalist. You open your house to sadhu and a Vaishnava may come. <laughs> so if you're dharmic, <laughs> dharma is yapa vargasya. So here is this Ananta Pandit. He was so magnanimous. And he became so blissful, he had no external consciousness. So just see the difference between that and material consciousness, what you become blissful for. You become blissful to serve. Naranjan Swami, he has these festivals in Ukraine, and they're probably some of the biggest Vaishnav festivals within Prabhupada's life. There's like 10,000 people. And the people there, we are spoiled, rotten in America. I mean, people there do not, you know, they just don't have money. You know, how do they, you know, it's like India. You don't have money, you buy some bananas and you 
put it in a cart and you sit out in front of, you know, the temple. And someone will buy some bananas. How much money could you make? So the people come to the festival and he doesn't charge. It's by donation. And if you, you do a festival like that, like I do the Puriyatra, you always get more. And with that, at least in these countries, America has a different economic something, but it, it's, and with that, you can actually let people in for free, you know, so the people who can't pay, they, they get in anyway. And so he says that the only conflict in the festival is there's a, a conflict between the different yatras on who cooks the pasadam and serves it for the devotees one day. That's like the big, big fight. It, it's, it, we want it, it's my day. And I always say when it comes to a big feast, there's two types of Vaishnavas, one who fights to get the bucket to serve and the other one who runs to the front of the line and sits in the front. So when the cauliflower paneer sabji, potato paneer sabji comes, they ask the server to pick out all the paneer for themselves. <laughs> Don't do that if I'm around, <laughs> I can tell you that. Um, so the Lord of Ikunta became his guest. He therefore happily arranged to arrange the Lord's lunch. Vaishnav Mu, anyone who comes, you know, Radnath Swami would stay with this Ramesh Baba. And Ramesh Baba lived on top of a hill. And there's no kitchen there. They would do madukari. You know, his disciples would go and beg in the villages. tempting because it's always nice to speak to Kastuba. I got, I, 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 I wait to try to set up this phone to me. It's like a curse. Now I'm getting phone calls here, messages. I, I, I can't be, I, I want to be alone. <laughs> I'm in a jolly mood because it was such a good bhajan this morning. It creates a lot of joy. And then so many nice flowers for the deity. So the decoration of the deity reflects also the consciousness. So um, so, so Radhanath Swami went up there. He said, oh, oh, you know, uh, have your people stay for lunch. He said, oh, you, know, oh, we, you know, we don't even have a kitchen here. That doesn't matter. <laughs> Sends his people running through. I said, How many people you have? 2,000, no problem. <laughs> It's a fact. He has now he has kitchens down there. You can come with any amount of people at any time and they will feed you. Without question. 1,000, 2,000, 5,000, it doesn't matter. And it'll be really a good Posadam. Same thing we, we, if we go to Tatiastan. Anybody there, Posadam. 
Prabhupada wanted that in the temple, that anytime someone came, at least, you know, at least there's enough for five people or something. The Vaishnav mood of always, always thinking of others before themselves. And the culture is like that. And I just, you know, I, I, Mahamuni is a philosophy professor and he really likes Confucius. And Confucius defined ritual in a very interesting way to conform yourself to something higher than yourself. That's what all these things that people do, we're supposed to do in a proper culture. They're supposed to position oneself out of the center to serve others and ultimately develop the consciousness, which is above material consciousness, that there's something higher than myself, that my desires and opinions do not rule the world. We have to get out of that consciousness. And one of the ways main do it with, with Vaishnava is the kitchen, because the kitchen is for God. Otherwise, that's the main anamoya, the lowest consciousness is to see superiority in terms of food. So the kitchen, that's why the you know for Krishna first, the way the way the dishes are clear, what, what you separate for Krishna, that it, it it just that consciousness. So Lord Chaitanya, he, he happily began to arrange it because this is a nice Brahmin. Um, uh, there's a quote from the Tattariya Upanishads. Oh, th this is so important. Atiti Devo Bhava or Atiti Bhagavan. The guest is God. And I, I met this nice, very cultured French person who's now in Mayapur, had a child in Mayapur with his, 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 his wife came. He got stuck in the pandemic in Mayapur, he's still there. And uh, I told you, he walked, he, he was from a Catholic family and, and he had some sense of God, became estranged from the church got a little bit into Krishna consciousness, but had some kind of internal understanding and, and walked to India recently, up into the border of Pakistan. Then he had to take a plane, but he walked all the way through Iran without any money. And he said the culture was, the people saw that the guest was Allah. They were trained. So these kind of, you know, uh, again, that, that point that when they asked Mahatma Gandhi, what uh, or was it Mahatma? What, what do you think of Western culture? Or Africa? You know, it would be nice if they had one, you know, something like that. But the culture in America is the melting pot, but within the melting pot, they shouldn't lose the culture. Because it, it, it was something that was rooted in these ways that people relate and behave and, and just to counteract the pernicious false ego. You know, I, I remember the, this article, this probably the best 
tierist writer, the best, is, is, was Tom Wolfe, wrote for the New York Magazine. The best articles. I mean, his satire was unbelievable. I, so he wrote one article I said called the me generation. That's my generation. My, my parents' generation was the greatest generation. They fought in the war. And then the me generation, everything is rosy, coming up nice after the war. And he made one line about my generation. And it gets worse after my generation. They'll never understand duty above self. Never understand duty above self. The whole Mahabharata is what? Dharma. What is Dharma? Responsibility, right? Two things for Grihasta, charity and responsibility. Everything to take people away from that self-centered consciousness, which is actually promoted if you don't have some spiritual, religious connection. It's actually promoted in the modern world. Right? What happens in a sports event? Right after the sport, we're number one. We're number, they put their finger up, we're number one. What a culture. That's the goal. And I, I remember the poem that my god brother, who passed away, wrote. If Gianta was there, he can give me the poem. But I remember the first line. He thought he was God, an infinite wad. <laughs> so the Lord and his associate took their meal at his house. The Lord thus arranged to show how one should feed a sannyasi. And I, I, I generally don't read the purports, but the tradition was nice. A member of the renounced order becomes fit to realize his spiritual nature by wearing colorless dress. <laughs> the, the color of a sannyasi, the original color, which was kind of like, I think it called Geru or rock dye. What it meant was literally his material dress was finished. Because what is dress for? It's for attracting the opposite sex. You know, so there was a way of, you know, so, and shaved head, the same thing, right? With the hair. And then I remember the nightmare of my mother combing my hair for school and putting this glue on my hair every day, which was called hair tamer. <laughs> I remember it was called hair tamer. It was glue. It, your hair would be, you know, it was like the... the <laughs> You had to have a pompadour, <laughs> you know, like a pompadour. And then when you grow older, you know, the, the, you know, I grew up in New York City. I don't want to get ethnic, but a certain ethnic group with the combs in their back pockets and, you know, you know, combing the hair, and, you know, looking at the whole thing. <laughs> so Sanyasi shape by not collecting things for himself. When Iandra, one of the vows of Iandra was 
wanting to please Radha and Kartik, but he do the whole Chaturmasya, he wouldn't eat or drink unless someone offered him something and he would never tell anybody. And he did that for a month. By remaining clean and by not fighting with others and by subsisting on alms, what you beg, not fighting with others. One of the principles of Vaishnavism in Narada Bhakti Sutras, a Vaishnav doesn't argue because argument is generally a battle of false ego. I wrote an article about that called You're Wrong. You're wrong. You tell someone they're wrong, well, because why? If you're wrong, then you've lost power. And we, do, we don't want to lose power. Why don't we lose power? Because we lose control. We lose control. We can't enjoy as much. And even though we have Vaishnavas, that's so ingrained in our hearts. If someone says you're wrong, we, we no, I'm not wrong. Not my ego. I'm, I'm right. Carry, and, and then it says, rejecting those houses that are polluted and untouchable, one should approach without previous calculation, seven houses, and be satisfied with that which is obtained there by begging. I'm actually getting inspired. Maybe when I go to Govardhan, I'll just do Madhukari. There's actually professional eaters in Govardhan. Because the Brahmins, the, the, the wealthy people that come, they feed the sadhus. And it's so interesting culture. When the sadhu comes, the consciousness has to be of the person who's the businessman. Not that I'm doing your favor, you're doing me a favor. So they, they give him money. I, I would live next door in Vrindavan for 15 years to this famous sadhu Balaram Baba. A simple sadhu. Not spend less than $20,000 in Kartik. Every lane in the thing packed with people. And he would you know, invite me to come sometimes. He would always invite me to come, but sometimes I would come. And I'd get my 10 rupees. <laughs> He'd give everybody 10 rupees. So that kind of culture, it's, it's so interesting. And not fighting with others. No argument. Carrying a tree dundi and a kamandalu, wearing only a single cloth and concern for the welfare of all, sannyasi may sometimes enter a village to beg some alms from the Garuda Purana. Of course, we can't be those type of sannyasis, but Prabhupada said at least control these, you know, the social intercourse. The, The Lord happily passed that night, entire night discussing topics of Krishna in the house of Ananta Pandit. So that was his joy. Machita, Makita Prana, Bodhiantas, Paraspuram. That's Machita, that's my mind, Gita, my goal. Machita, Makita Prana, my life, Bodhiantas, Paraspuram. 
In the morning, the Lord mercifully glanced on Ananta Pandit and chanted the name of Marie as he departed. On seeing the Lord's moonlike face, which destroys all misery, everyone repeatedly chanted, Haribo! The same Lord whose lotus feet are rarely seen in the hearts of the topmost yogis, was now walking before the vision of all. So that's the power of bhakti. Because by meditation, there's that famous verse in the Brahma Samhita, Pantastu Koti Sata Vatsara Sampagam Yo Vayor Tapi Manaso Muni Pungavanam. The speed of mind for many, you can't reach the tip of the toe, but then God appears personally. For, for, for according to our desire to serve, God reciprocates. And not only is he, he he come, but he comes, he comes with needs. He comes with needs to fulfill our desires. So he comes with needs just so that we can serve him. So he actually becomes hungry. He actually becomes tired so we can offer him a bed. He actually, he, 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 he freezes if we give him ice cold water. In this way, the Lord walked along the bank of the Ganges till he happily arrived at Chhatraboga. That was karma living in those days where you could walk in India along the bank of the Ganga and just go to a village and amazing, amazing. In Chaturvoga, the Ganges flows in a hundred streams, therefore making everyone happy. At this place, oh, that's, yeah. At this place, there is a spot known to everyone as Ambulinga Ghat, where there's a Shivalinga made of water. Ooh, a Shivalinga made of water. It must be like some water coming from the ground. There's amazing temples. I remember to this day, besides Narmasaki's Supreme Personality of Rice, <coughs> the best thing I ever tasted, and I remember to this day, is I was traveling in South India and there was this beautiful, some this Maharaj, I forgot his name, he, he was taking me around. And there was this beautiful temple And you go in the temple, and when you go into the temple, you actually see, you walk into a cave, and then there was a self-manifested deity or something. And they also had that kind of rice with spices, and it's like this little Mahapasad that's amazing. Well, the whole purport about this Ambulinga, I'll go back to it later, maybe I'll report next time what it is, Hear attentively the following narration of how Ambulinga Shiva appeared there. Whoa. Previous Bhagirata worshipped the Ganges and brought her to this world to deliver his forefathers. Shiva became overwhelmed in separation from the Ganges. While remembering the Ganges, he eventually came to this place. When Shiva saw the Ganges at Chaturboga, he became overwhelmed with attachment for the Ganges. As soon as he saw the Ganges, he entered the water. 
He then took the form of the water and merged in the Ganges. When Janavi, the mother of the universe, saw Shiva, she worshipped him with great devotion. Shiva knew the glories of worshipping the Ganges, and the Ganga also knew the glories of worshipping Shiva. When Shiva came in touch with the water of the Ganges, he transformed into the water, and Ganga humbly worshipped him. Shiva remained at that place in the form of water, so everyone glorified this place as Ambulinga God. By the influence of the Ganges and Lord Shiva, this village of Chhatraboga became most glorious and celebrated as a great Tirtha. This place became even more glorious after Sri Chaitanya Chandra visited and enjoyed pastimes here. The Lord went to Ambulinga Ghat at Chaturboga and saw the Ganges flow in a hundred streams there. On seeing the Ganges there, the Lord became overwhelmed with ecstasy and roared loudly while chanting the names of Lord Hari. So that is the glory of India. So many places connected with the Lord's pastimes. And I, and I, I remember this kirtan I went with, I told people with, with Bibi Govinda Maharaj, Radha Charan, uh, who's sometimes on the thing. And, and we went to this village and this place and they were selling the, the, the celebrating the, the, the uh, marriage of Ram and Sita. And I remember in front of me, this, they had these different floats. They had like, I don't know, 5,000 kilos of ice as Mount Kailash with Lord Shiva sitting on it with live cobras climbing on his body. And, you know, uh, this was like India. And they occur, and the people lining the streets. And while we're doing the kirtan, it's like a desire tree. You just stick your hand out with some lemonade or tundai. That's an incredible drink. Tundai comes out, you're drinking it. And then these ladies are coming with buckets of sandalwood paste and paint brushes and painting it on your forehead. And then it, it and then as the place, so we're in this place, what is this place? It's, it, it had a, a, a Muslim name at that time, but it was Panchaldesh. It's where King, where Draupadi had her Swayambar. And then the next village was Lord Kapiladev Samadhi. And then the, right in the same area was, was Kanauj, which is Kanchakubja, which is the pastime of Ajamil. And where um, Chanakya Pandit was from. And Kanauj to this day is the oil, scented oil capital of India. You know, they have so many, the roses, you know, it's just like, wow. The opulence and every place as you go, and this is a village, and you know, in Vrindavan, every place you go and I'm looking out my window and I got this apartment and we look out the window and there's Radha Tila where Radha fed the birds and every day, the last 5,000 years, I see it outside my window. All the birds in Vrindavan come there to feed because Radha Rani was, you know, and you go to the next place. You don't even know all the pastimes and it's not just Vrindavan. I, I remember one time I was... Um, 
giving a class on Brahma Vimohan Lila. And coming to the class was Daibi Shakti's daughter, who is a very born in Vrindavan, like a very special girl with, with her new husband by Kuntaloka. And uh, she says, oh, why don't I arrange a picnic? And because you know, that's where in Brahma Vimohan Lua, they had the picnic. She says, I know where the place is, you know. And she was telling me the story that her mother and her, she's a disciple Indra Swami, picked up Indra Swami at the airport, and they were they were coming back to Vrindavan, and then Daivi Shaki, who's who's in Vrindavan, a Viscon devotee before anyone. You know, she said, oh, yeah, there's the place of Brahma Vimon Lila. And somehow I think Indra Swami stopped the car and, they, you know, they went out. So they said, oh, yeah, let's go to the place of Brahma Vimon Lila. And you just go right out the, the uh, Bhaktivedanta Swami Marg and you turn right. And then as you're turning right, you know, maybe a couple of kilometers down, there's some villages. I forgot what the village is called. And we went in there. And there were three different places. There was the place where Lord Brahma saw Krishna taking the, the, um, the meal. And then, um, then he stole, you know, there were three different places of those pastimes. And of course, because it was right after Krishna killed the Agasara demon. If you keep on going towards the Jumuna, there's the place where Krishna killed the Agasara demon. And it was this small ashram and it was a little forest. And that was the place. And we, we, you know, we had we're doing the pastime and that was the place of the pastime. And they prepared a, a picnic. And we sat with the people that were coming to my class on the roof of this ashram, this small ashram. I can't say I could have killed them, but I was pretty upset what they what, what they made for the picnic. Veggie burgers. <laughs> it was like real rasabat for the pastime. But <laughs> yeah, so many places of and then the pastime of Subari Muni, and you, you walk out the, the Krishna Balaram past the Krishna Balaram tree. And then when you're on the Prikram path, instead of going right, you go left. And then you walk to this village. And at the, at the end of the village on top of the hill, they have this temple with the sadhus and you look out into the Jamuna. And it's just, so all these holy places and, and also where Lord Chaitanya. Okay, we'll stop now. Uh, I can't, I uh, went a little bit, in my excitement went a little long. Jamuna Jaya, anything here that struck you or maybe you had to go early? Oh, no, yeah, you're I'm there. Here. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. Thank you, Farish. I'm really, I... We don't, we can't hear you. Oh, wait. Am I, I on? Yeah, we hear you. Can you hear okay. me now? Okay. Yeah. I was really struck by what you said uh, about not only does God come, but he comes with needs. He comes to give us something to do. Of course, of course, God doesn't need us to dress him. God doesn't need us to feed him. God doesn't need a nap. But how merciful to quote our friend Adi Purusha, how wonderful is Krishna 
that he gives us these opportunities to serve and he doesn't need it, but it, yet he comes to give us these wonderful opportunities. That's really a great point. That. You know, I was fortunate. Sometimes I would get books before they were published. So I had a friend that translated the Bhakti Sandarbha. Never published, it wasn't published yet. And he gave me the manuscript. And it, it's going to be, they're, they're going to do it, an edition by the uh, Bhaktivedanta Book Trust. I know they're translating it now. But I got that book and, and I, I, I was reading it. And it has so much about devotional service. And that point was there. That he's worshiping the deities in the winter. If you use cold water, the deity will get sick. If you love the deity. <laughs> So a very interesting point. Thank you, Jamuna Jaya. Rajeshri, you must have something to offer. Yes, Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank you very much for a wonderful class. For me, one point stuck, which I really appreciated, and I think it's, it's quite important for me to remember the glorification of service to others, how important it is to cultivate that mentality to put others before myself so then then by doing that i can develop the mentality of and consciousness of understanding that the world is not about me <laughs> that is not about that my desires my opinions they don't rule the the world around and um, wow. yeah that i'm not the center thank you for that thank you rajeshri hi bo Thank you, Hare Krishna. Anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj, Totagopinath here. Wait a second. It's like Krishna. You, Krishna can't be without Radha. Where? <laughs> she, she's busy at work. Sorry. Oh. Uh, Tell her, very disappointed. I'll, I'll let her know. I'll let okay. her know. Anybody else? So, Radhika, are you there? Hare Krishna, Maharaj. Thanks for the class. Wow. Maharaj, I, I, I made a painting here on the wall. It's Govardhan. <laughs> That's nice. Huh? I was looking at that. And yeah. I... I that's really great. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, all these, all these times you're talking about going to Govardhan, so I was like feeling so separation. I so have a room for you and your mother waiting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, we hope so. Okay. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Now here. Hare my heart melts every time you talk about the rice. I'm looking forward to serve you, Guru Maharaj. And thank you for the class. And also my sister sent her, her gratitude to you because she quit eating meat after reading your book. Monday wow. morning reading. Yes. Wow, that's great. <laughs> Semar, your sister's in Los Angeles, right? Yes, Guru Maharaj. Yes. Okay. Uh, wow. Yeah. Thank you so much. 
Wow. And she's also feeding her uh, 30-year-old uh, autistic son. And uh, she's not giving him any more eat, uh, meat because uh, she said that I'm responsible for him and he doesn't wow. know what to eat. So I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna give him any more meat, any kind. That's great. Yeah, and, thank you, know, you so much. I, as we're talking about food, your other sister. Yes. <laughs> you remember when she collected, <laughs> collected those orange blossoms that come once a year, yes. dry them in the sun for a month, <laughs> ground them up, and then made those orange blossom cookies. <laughs> 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 okay. she's collecting she's collecting them for you this year i'm waiting and hopefully hopefully to make the cookies and bring it to you good morning okay Hi, <laughs> okay anybody else say hello oh nice seeing all these people huh? and brother thank you for class Hi, Hi, We'll see you soon, I hope. I yes. Hope. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Okay. Start preparing that menu. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I have an idea. He's such a good cook. It's amazing. Okay. Anybody else? Hi, Krishna. Maharaj. Yeah. Well. I just also, I also have to say to Surya Radhika, this one, I think it's probably the prettiest Govardhan Hill depiction I've ever seen. It's so beautiful. Hi, wow. Krishna. Oh, great. Good. Okay. One more person. Anybody else? Okay. I'm, I'm going to go now because it's a little late. Once you call for the tribute, uh, 